make me feel so young You make me feel like spring has sprung Like the way he's speaking His confidence is peaking Don't like his baggy jeans But I'ma like what's underneath him and Love is a talking about the profoundly deep topic of twerking. Um, we are doing the end of twerk today, and I have some awesome guests and one really new guest who's going to be awesome, too. So if you guys want to introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Kay, Black John Leonard on Tumblr, and Killer Queen 80 on the archive, and I apologize now for any coughing and sneezing that may take place. Slady is here, also. On Tumblr. And I'm Julia. I'm Redhead Gleek on Tumblr. Also JCD1013 in a previous fandom life. And I am the newbie who's a little nervous to be here. <laughs> okay. Welcome, Julia. <laughs> oh, and I'm also at the airport, so I hope you don't hear noises in the background. <laughs> it's all good. Like I said, we can pause for a second. No worries. Okay. So today we are talking about the end of twerk. It shouldn't be twerking. I've had this lately. It should be. Technically, it should be the end of twerking, but it's not really the end of twerking. It's just the end of twerking for white people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm not sure we got that lucky. Oh, no. Possibly the end of twerking for Glee. Yeah. Is twerking (laughs) still a really big thing? Or have we moved on to it? It's always been a thing. It's it's always been a thing in in my community. Uh, yeah. Miley Cyrus did it, so white people were like really into it for like five minutes. But think it's but we have the attention. But generally, white people have the attention right. span of a gnat most of the time. So that's true. Also, <laughs> no one on Glee actually twerked. That was my biggest pet peeve. None of that was act was twerking. Not a single twerk was done. Not even Jacob. Like for the thirty seconds, they didn't that really he, let like, him introduce do himself. Any. They didn't really let him or Unique do anything. Yeah, I was surprised so Unique you couldn't. Didn't, really... They didn't really show Unique either. Well, I mean, they yeah, commented, I... "Oh, Unique, you're doing this amazingly," and it was like in the background. 
And she's like, I've been doing exactly. this since Beyonce dancing at six, you know, but. Mm-hmm. But they didn't really focus on it. So it was like, I would love to have seen that, but no. <laughs> but really the focus but I did of the appreciate- episode was Blaine yeah. shaking his ass for 45 minutes, right? <laughs> so yeah, let's Pretty talk much. about, yeah. um, let's talk about the opening here. Uh, Cause we open the, the episode with Blaine. Well, he's shaking his ass everywhere. So um, I don't know. Can I say ass? Like, well, true story. So true story <laughs> way before this episode, I'm talking like a year before this episode, I actually wrote a fan fiction in my mind where Blaine actually could twerk and that he was at a sleepover Ooh. and he did. I wrote it when uh, Gleese aired because Sugar twerked. Like, she actually really did in a headstand. And I was like, that's amazing. So I wrote that. He was at a sleepover and they were dancing and someone sent that to Kurt. And so when the episode aired, I was like, my fan fiction is canon. And then I saw him actually do it and I was like, no, that's not how it looked in my head. <laughs> Well, I, I like to think the biggest problem that he had was that his pants were two sizes too small. So he had a really right? hard time actually moving. His pants were two sizes too small. How many, Which how usually isn't have a problem. <laughs> but in order to really twerk, you need to be able to really, like, squat down. And he couldn't right. have done that without splitting mm-hmm. his pants. Yeah. I mean, his thighs were, like, strapped into those things. I mean, <laughs> not I that I was pants, looking. Yeah, when I wear pants, none of us were. They tend to rip right in that thigh area. Yeah, you know. But I guess guys don't have like the chub rub issue. Also, his thighs don't touch. So yeah, no chub rub from Blade. Those pants the same? Aren't those the same pants though that later split and tested? Probably wouldn't surprise me. Oh, I don't know. Were they? Eye on that, huh? Anyway, um. Yeah, I mean, Spillane really isn't twerking, but can we we can still appreciate the, the fine oh, dancing gee. there. <laughs> can we Absolutely. talk about the fact that he's, like, cleaning the choir room? Don't they have people that they pay to do that? <laughs> That's what you were paying attention to? <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Well, it, it does raise some interesting <laughs> questions, yes. Anything that gives me even the tiniest bit of characterization for Blaine, I'm all about it. Uh, yeah, my, so my daughter is sitting here saying, it's a public school. They don't have anyone to clean that. Oh. <laughs> well, especially with their, you know, wardrobe costs that they have. So. Exactly. It all goes to the cheerleaders. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny because they have enough money to bring a merry-go-round onto the stage, but they don't have anybody to clean that. <laughs> so bring a port, a painted, a specialized porta potty painted yes. <laughs> into the classroom and bolted down. Oh my god! Priorities. <laughs> So let's talk about um, let's talk about Tina taping Blaine and uh, Blaine freaking out about this. Well, which thing do you want to talk about, Tina or Blaine? I mean, would Tina do that? Yes, of course, Tina would. Yes, you would do that to your friends. But it also fits with Tina's characterization with slightly inappropriate, yeah, behavior when it comes to Blaine. So. No, her I, complete and utter lack of boundaries with everyone she considers a friend. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that about her. I, I also wonder how many people she sent that to and or places on social media you should post that on. Well, didn't he, they say they were watching it on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. Once it's on YouTube, it's everywhere. 
Oh, Blade. He's going to be like... That in everything. It's the really, he's going to be like 35 years old, about to win his Tony or his Grammy. And then all of a sudden, Tina's just going to repost that. Yeah. Well, on Twitter, and it's over. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's that embarrassing. But... It wasn't embarrassing at all, believe yeah. me. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Was... Um, he was enjoying himself. Exactly. I think the there are many part... more embarrassing ways he could have been enjoying himself that she would have videotaped him and put it on YouTube. You say she hasn't? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I think the saddest part is that they did not take the opportunity to have Kurt watch that. I, I think that's good. I know. Why can't we get that reaction? That would have been awesome. It would have been, especially yeah. since they were talking, you know, about doing cyber texting and sexting right. and all of that that would have been right. the perfect opportunity to drop that in exactly exactly for him to say why am not why am i not twerking why am i sitting on the couch eating ice cream and macaroni <laughs> and cheese or whatever the hell that was on his i can't table. even if 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 they, if blade's twerking and he has like you know rhythm and stuff is that adorably like fail i can't even begin to imagine Kurt twerking, it, I just, I can't. <laughs> yeah, my brain just sorted out. That would have been the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. He'd probably yeah, just do that, that uh, hip swivel and, and pretend that it's twerking. He doesn't have enough it, butt. It, and you can't touch this. There's this one like thrusty move, and I remember like everyone's doing it, and then poor Chris just Chris, couldn't he can't. get like. And I was like, poor kid. Look, I feel his pain. I mean, I have no rhythm, so I understand. <laughs> right. I love to dance and I can't twerk. But I have plenty of rhythm, but I also don't have much I don't have enough booty to twerk anyways. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, so I'm kind of getting into the plot here. <laughs> that there's much plot in this episode. Was there, was there... <laughs> Basically the whole There's a little plot. There's a little plot, yeah. There's Will who decides this is oh, Will. He sees everybody <laughs> making fun of Blaine, and he's like, guys, we need to do twerking at Nationals. Oh, God. I have two things I need to talk about in this scene. One, what the hell was Artie wearing? <laughs> that is the ugliest outfit I have ever seen on any TV, on Glee at all. You know, Blaine, ridiculous yeah, Blaine takes a lot of shit for, you know, what they put him in, but Artie... Had a lot of competing patterns going on. That's true. A lot. That was a lot. <laughs> and second, the snuggliness between Ryder and Blaine. That was my reaction fix because he just fit so perfectly into Ryder's arm, and I was like, uh -huh. "Okay, so this is a thing now for me." It was awfully cuddly. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody had a comfort yeah. Blaine. <laughs> Might Look, the boy's touch starved, okay? <laughs> <laughs> He's not even sexy Skyping, so. Yeah, that's mm. true. Blaine is not sexy Skyping at the moment. We, can, we know this. Or they were totally sexy Skyping at the end. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think they totally were. I, I, I just think that Kurt is not someone who is making it obvious to Rachel, so. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yeah, but Rachel is totally the person who would walk in on him doing it to make sure it was happening. So I don't know. <laughs> they have no they have no walls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How would he hide it? Yeah. Oh, anyway. <clears throat> um, okay, so yeah, the whole plot of this <coughs> is that Will wants to do twerking for nationals. And um, he even does I he brings back booty camp. Booty camp has not been around for a while. He brings that booty back. Booty camp. Um, Jake and Kitty, of all people, decide to teach twerking. Um, and shout out. I to like that. 
I like that that we got Jake giving the history of twerking there. Yeah. And kind of acknowledging like this is not like Miley didn't invent this. Right. Here's where it comes from. And mm-hmm. with the right teacher, twerking at nationals can work because there are twerk teams. And they can play, right. and it's actually really awesome. Right. Will just, just not, not the. No, I have a question for no. you guys. <laughs> Way back in hierography, um, with the Jane Adams Academy, did they do twerking in their number? Yes. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. Yes, they did. <laughs> um. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. We. So we get. I mean, Marley is clearly uncomfortable doing all of this, which I feel her. I wouldn't really be. I'm like. I, I okay. So. Um. Good. The the main conflict going on here is uh, Will, who is really adamant about all of this twerking because for some reason he thinks this is going to win nationals, and Sue gets a hold of it. And is like, nope, this is blasphemy, no twerking, I'm shutting it down. And oh my god, Brenda! <laughs> oh jeez. Brenda. Okay. Just go, Brenda. <laughs> okay. What is, is she missing talking. her flight? Okay. Um, so um uh, Sue just, I don't know, Sue's got... She sues all over it. Yeah, she sues all over it. Well, and here's the thing with Sue, though. If she had thought of it for the Cheerios, they would have twerked their way to Nationals in a heartbeat. Oh, totally. Oh, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. totally because it's Will, but I also think that she's symbolic of, like, a certain type of conservative who when something that's popular, especially when it's made popular by people of color, becomes mainstream... Then they attack it for like family values violations, and it's all like very coded racism. Mm-hmm. So I think Sue plays dual roles there mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. because, yeah, it's absolutely against Will, but you know, there's coded sure. language there for sure. I mean, as there always has been in dance of any kind and in music of any kind, as it's come up from the beginning, and it's like, you know. Won't anybody think of the children, you know? It's, yeah, it's of the course. Same kind of, it's like, come on, you know, are you kidding me? You know, and to that end, he has a total point. Exactly. Um, but also, at this point, when was the last time Sue mentioned the word Cheerios? Not since the beginning of the season, because she, since she's a <coughs> principal, uh, Coach Ross took over the cheerleaders. And right. so, I don't, yeah. Except for, like, her every once in a while talking to Bree, but... Um, right. Not really about Cheerios stuff anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess they, there was only so many storyline plot lines you could rehash with the Cheerios versus the Glee Club at this point. But yeah, exactly. They're and rehashing so many re- others. Yeah, we keep rehashing the one with her and Will. Oh, I know. Yes, oh, well. my God. Always. I, I will say, okay, so well, there's a couple of points I wanted to bring up, though. Um, first is uh, Blurred Lines, and I'm looking forward to hearing Slater. You're looking at about. me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it was awesome. I mean, I'm sorry, I, I love that performance. Song. I do yeah. too. It's so good. It's like really like one of the best, most sexy performances on Glee. And I don't, you know, if you're at this point in season five worried about Glee being inappropriate, I don't you're know, watching the wrong show. I don't know what you're doing there. <laughs> you know, it's like every clearly, like at various points in this episode, Blaine looked like he was 35. That's true. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, you sort of got to you got to go with it. And I thought they did a great job and it was a great performance. And, and you know, I love the them air all. The, and, yeah, I love them and, all on the yeah. fucking stage. It was great. And some of the dancers actually did twerk. I appreciated that. And I'm not was gonna lie. you were moving, you know. I'm going to say this. It's unpopular. I got in trouble on Tumblr for it at the time. Maybe it's because I love hip hop and a lot of that is inappropriate, but I freaking love Blurred Lines. The most offensive part of Blurred Lines to me was Robin Thicke's punk ass behavior when they got sued by Marvin Gaye's family and he put all the blame on Pharrell. Right. That was the most offensive part. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. It's actually, it's a great fucking song. (laughs) It was a a very addictive song. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know if it's an age thing because I'm in my late thirties and I have always kind of separated like I don't need a song to need like pop folk culture to like not be problematic. I can like accept it as problematic, but also be like this is a bop and I can't stop listening to it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so the Tumblr discourse around it, and then of course there's the whole well. It's offensive when the lyrics are behind a hip-hop beat, but if it were a couple of long-haired guys with guitars, no one would be complaining because right. exactly. they're complaining Jimmy rock Page songs. Jimmy the most yeah. offensive person in musical history, but everybody still listens to Led Zeppelin. It doesn't bitch much about it. I mean... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Can I, so, I'm going to throw this out but, there, and I like if you guys think I'm being ridiculous, I'll cut this out. But, okay, so even though I'm not really, I just don't really like the song in general, but it's not because of whether it's problematic or not. It's just not something I would listen to. Um, but like, okay, so the big hoopla about this song is that it's like, oh, you know, the guy's pressuring the girl into it and et cetera, et cetera. But like taken in a different context, let's look at like Darren Chris's own, um, uh, what's the song? Don't You. Which is like, don't you want the love? Uh, you know what? You know, basically the same. All of his teenage songs yeah, are the same thing. Are the same All kind of songs thing. are so like, like Sometimes you gotta exactly I, I so I totally many songs. There yeah. are so many songs that are like gentle like pressure that. into you know you really want this. Let me just convince you that you want it. Right. right. I mean, and, that, and I and given the current discourse, you know, it's it's a hundred percent fine for everybody. To be very aware that these are things that are going on. Mm-hmm. And you don't want this sort of thing in your real life. Right. Of course not. It's the same, it, 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 in some sense, it's the same way as writing really problematic fan fiction. You're writing a story. You're telling right. a story. How you incorporate that into your life says more about you than whether you're grooving to it while you're driving. Right. I mean, you you have to really sort of, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd love <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You can enjoy a song and not condone what it's, you know. Yep. Well, and then, okay, so already before the thing, because Will is like, I really like that Alan Thicke song, which Alan Thicke (laughs) is Robin Thicke's um, dad. Dad. And for those of you who are too young, uh, Alan Thicke was actually the dad on Growing Pains. Um, Yes, he was. But, um, and also Artie's like, you know, that's not what the song is about when (laughs) (laughs) Will is like, I really like that song about blurry minds or whatever. It reminded Uh, me so much of, you know, Emma performing Afternoon Delight. Oh my God. Yes. That that was what really came to me was like, they were both sitting there clueless about what the meaning of the song was. Yeah, that's a great yeah, it's, song. It's got marshmallow fluff and pineapples. And, <laughs> yep. And so does Blurred Lines. Yep. Um, and then 
afterwards, of course, of course, Sue, you know, takes it to task and say, you know, you are, you know, twerking in the middle of the school day with 19 minors. Maybe you need to, like, think about what you're doing. And and as that, like, as the educator, I take more issue with, like, come on, Will. I mean, seriously. I don't okay. Know I, true story. The part of it, but. So maybe, okay, my high school had a performing arts magnet. And I went to school and it literally was like a mix of like glee and clueless and like parts of, you know, just like, it was a really strange school. I get it. But sounds like like it was Yeah. During like lunchtime, they would put like a DJ on the quad or have bands play. So sometimes the whole school would be like dancing and singing along on campus during the school day to like Tupac. And, like, teachers would be, like, into it. And so I was, like, Will would be the coolest teacher at my school. Everyone would love Will Schuster. But so I was, like, Sue, you're overreacting. It's just a song. She's totally that Not everyone's school is like that. Yeah, but also, I mean, I got kids in public school. They've been, you know, and I've also been to public school, although it's been a long time. If she thinks that the performance arts department's twerking is the biggest problem she has on campus, then she really needs to be looking under different corners for things that are problems with students. So I just sort of feel like this is like, okay, I mean, it's there in order to give it the episode a plot line, but this ain't a problem. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, you uh, know, yes. So yeah, no, I agree with the Like, Sue, you need to pick your battles sometimes. And it really right. is about her vendetta with Will more than anything. Right. I do want to say I actually found the scene where Will goes a little over the top and, like, does, like, a Sue meltdown in the office. Kind of funny. That was hilarious. hilarious. That was awesome. That was funny. Hilarious. Yeah. One, then, one of Matt's best performances on the show. Absolutely. And then afterwards, really? Becky throws over the <laughs> Becky chasing no Becky like, no no Becky no and she just throws over the xylophone because for some reason she still hates xylophone. that part was funny <laughs> you know? it was great and and going back to the the blurred line performance <laughs> the one thing I really wanted to say that I thought was hilarious the first time I watched it is that moment where Blaine is thrusting into the air and and, and why yes. I went the first thing I thought was this is going to be a gif in about five minutes <laughs> and it's the greatest wiggly ever made the, uh-huh yes <laughs> um, oh, it's fantastic! Yes. The kid hasn't been sexy skyping. Okay, he's going through it. <laughs> <laughs> he will be now. <laughs> um, and then um, the other part of this, the one I really liked, the school board thing. Where I love that whole thing. Will talks about the history of dance, and I love that because it's true. I yes. mean, look at all of these yeah. like quaint dances that we just think are like cute now. And they were scandalous back then. And right. No, you. But also, the more really the important thing you're kind of skating over is that they approved a motion to dig up the school parking lot and remove the Indian bones. So I need to know where the guys please because I don't believe there never was one. How could you people have failed that? I've been saying for years, McKinley's on a hell mouth. So. Oh my God! Clearly. <laughs> They said there was a hell out in Ohio on Buffy because oh in that God. one episode where Cordelia wished that Buffy never came to Sunnydale, she was in Ohio when she well, eventually did show up. Didn't they? Didn't they say it in the last episode? Yeah, the hell in um in I don't know if he met he Giles mentioned Cleveland or something. Yeah, but they definitely went back to also <laughs> a hell mouth in Ohio on the last episode. It explains so much. 
Oh my god! <laughs> really? It's almost as good as my every episode of Glee is in an alternate timeline theory. Okay. That, that actually, oh, I need to hear that. <laughs> actually, I was gonna say I was gonna talk about it on the Christmas episode. So, are you gonna be on that one? I'm not, but I will listen oh. to it. Yeah, I wasn't gonna listen to it because I hate that episode, but I'll listen to it now. Every episode of Glee is in an alternate timeline. Now, my thing with the timeline is, and I thought about this with Katie and Gaga, based on where Glee is in the timeline, it's still like what? Yeah, April of 2013 or something. I don't think I don't think Blurred Lines, I don't think Blurred Lines or Roar were even released yet. Well, that's okay. That's like um, when Blaine has his speech about the Russians in Love, 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 but it actually hadn't happened yet. It happened that summer. So, yeah. Glee and time. Does, it's, yeah. So It's uh, like Ryan Murphy so wants to the, cover these with topics all the, that are happening at the time, but it's like, dude, you fucked yourself out of that. But then he has this timeline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After Asian F, everything is uh, questionable because that, I think that was the next episode after, or the last episode before the community episode with all the split timelines. And after that, I think everything is. Sort of <gasps> oh my God. Oh. Putting Glee and community in the same oh, universe. I, I, I can't. <laughs> oh my God. You, that just made me Come so. On. We need I to have can't. a oh my God. podcast for that, I think. Yes, we do. A podcast oh, for the community. Because, <laughs> you know, they did their Glee episodes. I don't see where they that's They definitely so far did. Off. And so, that is one of those are my two favorite episodes of Community is the one with no. all the timelines well, and the episode. Oh, yeah, those I are my have, top yeah. two. So, all right, yeah, so, so I think um, we should discuss that as an uh, option in the future. Absolutely, <laughs> I'd be down. <laughs> um. Okay. So that's so the the whole twerking thing kind of um go, melds into the unique story, which I think is a really good story actually. Yeah. Um. Unique. <laughs> I love the bathroom stuff. But, I mean, you know, of course, there's all this conversation in society and the news about bathrooms. And no. mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. I mean, if, you know, if you identify as female, you go to the female bathroom. That's that. Why is that so hard? Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think we're all on the same page there. Uh, Unique um, goes into the bathroom because she feels more comfortable there, which makes complete sense. But then, you know, mm-hmm. so Brie finds out, and so she wants to go make out with Jake in the other bathroom, so there's all this bathroom switching, and apparently there are now raves in the bathrooms. <laughs> what even, Glee? I don't know. And yes, Sue is worried about twerking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, she should be worried about the ecstasy. Um, yeah. I think, <laughs> but that whole scene was fantastic. Like, the yeah. way they set it up and then the moves and how how quickly they sort of built everything up, I thought was really well done on the part of the show, which they don't always pull those things off, but I right. thought that worked really. Was humor Kurt, that worked really great. Hmm? Didn't Kurt used to go into the girls' bathroom a lot all the time in, in season, season one? one? In season yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, but I like at the end of the little sequence when everybody's like raving in the bathroom and Unique's just like, oops. It's <laughs> really funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, but, but, you know... It was a sensitive topic. It's and obviously, given you know the direction that our country has gone, you know you you can never normalize it enough. Right. So exactly. Or just kind of show it. how ridiculous it is. Like I, I right. think that putting the bathroom in the choir room, like that porta potty in the choir room, is like, hey, right. this is ridiculous this is to be stupid. like getting exactly. this. You know, yeah. yeah. This worked and, up over. And like, like honestly, have you guys ever used a porta potty? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. I'm gross. sure it smelled great in there. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but kudos to Tina for going for it. Exactly. Several times. And often. Like what? I wonder if she I has IBS. That. <laughs> That's oh. one theory. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you in there so much, Tina? Oh. Um, right here. <laughs> let's talk about Unique's version of If I Were a Boy, because I think this is a really beautiful. Gorgeous. Real beautiful. It, What's yeah. that Gaga quote where people were like, which was like, beautiful, gorgeous, talented, never seen before. That's how I feel about it. it yeah, just, I love amazing. Beyonce, uh-huh. but it like topped Beyonce for me. There have only been two Beyonce covers that I felt have topped Beyonce's original, and it's this one. And if you ever find and see the video of Amber Riley singing one-on-one, those two are just way oh, better yeah. than I'm Beyonce's with... version. Okay, well, gonna I'm go look for that one. And I don't always enjoy the solos done on Glee. A lot of times with like with Rachel, because she's just standing there, you know, emoting. But this really is moving, and the way they, there's a lot of camera work involved, and there's a lot of, I mean, it's just <laughs> really touching to her story. And um, I don't know. I just think it's a really, really cool. Well, it, it's great material. It's a great version. Like with Rachel's stuff, I don't always like the original material. Oh, yeah, and they, so they took a song that was really about like, if I were a boy, could I treat you the way that you treat me, like relationship wise? Right. And they really and gave they it turned some, it and gave told, it this yeah. like a whole different meaning. Other meaning. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Great job. Great job, Lee. <laughs> um, we don't say that enough. Exactly. Well, I'm not even going to compliment. We don't. I'm not even going to compliment Will a little bit here because the way he treats the situation, I mean, he's still being like childish with too, but like, he's like, hey, you know, the stuff with Unique's going on, and I'm going to let you right. have, you know, here's the teacher's bathroom. You can use this to feel more comfortable, and he talks to her about it, and he relents and gives up his twerking nonsense so that she can use right. the bathroom. And I'm like, come on, Will. Why well, are you not. God- Maybe he finally learned that if he didn't do something, he would lose another one of his talented students to another school right in time for competition. Yeah, I don't think that was his motivation. Yeah, I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, Will actually finally got his shit together in the end, which was nice. But I also like the reaction of the other guys because it wasn't even a question. It was like, who did it? We're going to stop them because it took Mm -hmm. the other guys so long to finally you know, kind of jump up and say, okay, no way, you know, with regards to how Kurt was right. being treated. Right. And, so, and so seeing this group be like so, yeah. automatically, like you're one of us of and we're not going to let it happen. Yeah, no, that was great. Yeah. Um, just as a, a real quick aside, I wanted, I forgot to mention this earlier. I, when they're doing the whole dancing history of dancing thing, like one of the school board members is like, is this a joke? And they say teacher of the year, Will Schuster. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> the show is so funny. Funnily, fun of funnily I enough, that was my reaction when he got the award. Oh, so. it's everybody's reaction, but, um, but yeah. Um, and we see him teaching history and barely being able to do that, you know? But I think that's the joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's, you know, and it's kind of funny because this is post quarterback stuff, and Katie and Gaga was a little bit more out there than this one, but. These couple of episodes are just so. Um, the uh, these couple of episodes are just so kind of crappy, but I like the unique story really grounds it, and that there's like, yeah, we're talking about twerking, and it's kind of jokey and funny and crazy, right. and then you have unique like, hey, this leads into this conversation, 
Like, I'm really impressed at how they meld these stories together. I thought it was really good. Anyway. Um, well, and I also liked how they did it in terms of um, they were both things that brought outrage, but there were things that twerking was something that you could easily drop. But the whole supporting unique and the transgender movement and, you know, making sure that they have access to bathrooms that match their gender identity is something that is too important just to drop. Like twerking was okay to do so. Yes. So talking about the, the Marley and Jake and Bree stuff real, real quick. Um, I just think it's interesting that we're talking about twerking the same involved by Miley Cyrus. I'm assuming that's intentional. I don't know. It seems like, it yeah, would be. seems like it would be. Uh, my only thing was, um, I always felt like, even though this is more directly sex-related, I didn't think that Jake's reasons for cheating were all that different from Blaine's reasons for cheating, so much as I felt like mm. the real issue was Jake not feeling heard or represented in the relationship. Because you saw in the previous episode, they only always did what Marley wanted to do. Whenever he tried to interject or give an opinion, she, you know, it was, well, why don't you like what I like? Or, you know, like it was... You know, he wasn't being heard. So I just think that it wasn't as directly like, oh, he wanted to get laid. And so he went to someone who would more than that being like the last straw of him not being able to express himself with her. At the I don't know. Same... They pretty present it yeah. as if he's being a little pressure. Promiscuous. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Promiscuous is really the word I would use, but that his expectations yeah, no. are something she's not. I mean, that that's how they present it. Yeah. I well, think, I, think I mean, I like Jake, but I don't. You know, in I the previous my... episode, there was you know, you know, him trying to find things to do and everything. You know, and it being like a whole thing where, you know, oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, what's wrong with what I like? You know, so there was like a communication issue in the previous episode. That kind of led to him to yeah, getting I, closer I, I, to Bree. I haven't watched that in and a while, feeling so like a, I'll have to, a clo- you know, yeah, something right. with I think her. So he was definitely wrong, and it was definitely about sex. Oh. I just don't think it was only about sex. And I do think that no. there are similarities there between wh- but, why he cheated and why Blaine cheated. I think that there's a fundamental, mm. like, Marley and Jake not being on the same page either. And I think that. Like ultimately, she's good. they're going to break up and stay broken up. And I think that, oh yeah, you know, I don't there think are sometimes relationships right don't work out. I, right, right. They weren't so, right for each that's other. Kind in of, a lot. you know, in several fundamental ways, they didn't. They weren't right for each other. It but would be nice I, if Glee showed some couples just breaking up because it's not. They working. realized that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate they throw in cheating. Again, Again. that seems to be the trope that they do, but but it does happen a lot in high school. Let me tell you. Yeah. So this is very. It's because they're they're treating them as adult relationships when really they're supposed to be teenagers. So I think that you know there's 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 a lot of expectation around how people are supposed to behave that isn't really quite appropriate either. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. So. All right. Um, anything else about the Lima side before we jump forward to the New York side that you guys want? To- oh, I do have one last note. Um, I just want to throw out there when Artie when says that I don't know how to twerk and Kitty says, <laughs> yes, you do. I beg to differ. <laughs> I beg to differ is what she said. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I love them. I think Me Artie too. and they just look so cute together. 
They're one of my favorite yeah. little side pairings. Yeah, and I also like the fact that he probably he couldn't get away with much with Kitty because she was quick no. to call him out. Mm-hmm. And that's what he needed. But they were also well, she needed of some each other too in the background but... too. So yeah, they were. I nice. love them together. Yeah, they were cute together. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about New York and um, this whole kind of Finn's death type. You know, story that's going on here, and it starts off with Rachel singing uh, what's the song from Funny Girl? Of oh, I am a man, yeah, man. That whole sleep through every time, but every oh, single know, time, it's, yeah, it's really not Snore. that interesting. But it, it snores sets up the <laughs> yeah, especially it feels. I don't know what it is about that guy that they have played opposite her. Um, yeah. what's his name? I always forget but, his name. Reed yes, Richards, but. He's yeah, sleazy. Yeah. But he's the bad Reed Richards. It just feels awkward. Like she's so much younger than he and which is fine, but like uh-huh. it's like feels weird in this particular context. So I don't know. I'm just like, I get and... it. You bought the rights to every song in Funny Girl. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so Rachel is being a little bit rebellious because you after now one of her ways of kind of uh, accepting Finn's death is to go out and live her own life. The most, you know, um, what's the word? Um, to the fullest that she could possibly do that and, and just keep going out there shake something up. Right. Yeah. By buying it's hard. I mean, wigs. No, you know. Yeah. Yeah. By a few wigs are fine. And not really cutting her hair. But <laughs> That's all right. Um, so, yeah. So she comes home and then there's Kurt sitting there watching his TV shows. I, Though I'm gonna be honest, Kurt is me at the time, like watching my okay. TV shows and eating ice cream at No no no, he's not just eating ice okay. cream. He's, he's got a I, sweet I a and a salty. He's got ice cream, he's got popcorn, he's putting both of them in his mouth. On the table in front of him <laughs> are he's a got... jar of maraschino cherries, a can of chocolate sauce, and some fucking macaroni and cheese. Okay, he's got <laughs> a never macaroni and, cheese and a salty with all that shit. And he's watching the news. I did notice that. I'm like, you're watching. <laughs> That's not really. The thing oh, is, Kurt. I don't think he's even really watching what he's watching. No, but he's no, eating he's what like he's eating. He's like flipping. Okay. Also, he looks. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Can we talk about really the good. fact? Can we just. My favorite thing. Like, I'm an asshole. I have a tag for it on Tumblr. And fandom has this idea of Kurt. And then there's who Kurt is. So like this whole idea of Kurt's going to be the one who's like, Oh my God, Finn, don't talk with your mouth full. And Oh my God, how could you eat that? It's like calories. Meanwhile, yeah, Kurt's, no, Kurt's like, totally a boy. I have, he's a, like, I have an emotion. I'm going to eat all oh, of yeah. that. And eat it. And quickly. Eat it all. I'm going to eat it all. Yep. No, I think that <laughs> comes though from like perceived very early Kurt characterization. Yeah. Before yeah. you got a whole, I, before you really got into who he was and before there was a little more bleed, I think between them, because I think I, I you know, and I could also be wrong too, but cause I don't really pay that much attention, but I think Chris is more a, you know, I'm going to shove popcorn in my mouth kind of guy yes. and, you know, talk with yeah. my mouth full. So yeah, I mean, it's, it was, it's always great. <laughs> I just well, want to order some pizza. Gonna, <laughs> exactly. I, I just I, love I, that Kurt eats his emotions. I think it's yeah. like a really fun character. It's cute. Yes, exactly. Bit of character. Um, and, and I, to be honest with you, Kay, I have not seen any kind of that kind of stuff 
in a long, long time. I still see it occasionally in fan fiction, believe it or not. See, and I I guess I'm not reading as much fan fiction as I used to, so. I'm still reading a lot, but it's. Yeah, I get bored on the train and start scrolling through the archive looking for stuff to read. So I end up reading (laughs) a lot of. Yeah. But yeah, I like <laughs> Rachel comes home and she's like, you know, all you do is you sit here and you watch your stories and you Skype with Blaine and it's not even sexy Skyping because you just go to bed afterwards. <laughs> it's like, well, what the hell is he supposed to do afterwards? Go out and pick somebody up? Like, <laughs> if you were sexy assumed... Skyping, you would hope he would just go to bed afterwards. Right? I was assuming that she meant that they just like Skype and fall asleep together. Yeah. Because huh. those nerds totally would. But it's yeah. funny to me, though, that Rachel probably is like no privacy in that stupid loft. So, like, she's probably heard everything ready before it probably even gets there. White she knows machine. what sexy so. Skyping sound is like is, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> How come we don't? Which is great. I love that. It's not fair. Yeah. Why I don't we know this, what sexy know, Skyping sounds like? I give them credit because the fact that, like, oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. One of fandom's get, biggest gripes. Yeah, was that they didn't show Kurt and Blaine communicating very much, like, when they were long distance, and now that they're engaged, you know, we do get quite a few episodes. And it's funny to me that the clean stuff is all mentioned on the New York side, um, because Blaine really doesn't say anything about Kurt this episode, or last episode, but, um... He also but doesn't yeah. have any lines. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to talk about Kurt when you're not talking at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I do there. I like that the writers are trying to keep an effort on showing that there is a relationship going on there, even if it's not front and center. So, yeah. Yeah. Look, with that many characters, you know, they're all going to get the background noise. Absolutely. Yep. So that is so, true. Better than nothing. So anyway, Humbleberry decides to be the world's most rebellious teenagers ever. <laughs> uh, I so <laughs> relate to Humbleberry there. That it. is exactly my type of rebellion. I want to take flash <laughs> photography at the Met. No, yes, don't do that. right? <laughs> uh, don't, yeah, don't actually do that though. Uh, Look, do flash photography? Oh, are you at the kidding Met? me? My yeah, sister that's... loves art history. She would kill me. I know. Yeah. Flash she would kill me before security could get to me. And how did they get a bottle of limoncello anyway? <laughs> there's there's um, so many Kurt better has things. A fake ID. To get drunk. Oh, that's true. He does. <laughs> yes. The limoncello does taste like lemon to gasoline, but if you put it in yeah. some Sprite, it's not as bad. You can put anything in some Sprite and drink it. I mean, like <laughs> amateurs drinking it straight. <laughs> oh my god! And they're out of the bottle, and like they have two sips. It's not even. Like, it's not even. Also, they work. didn't they take the bottle to the tattoo parlor? They did. Like, you, I mean, you know, it's pretty lax in New York, but you really can't have the open alcohol at the tattoo. <laughs> Not only that, so I remember telling my mom once when I was a teenager that I wanted a tattoo. And she goes, you know, they hurt, right? And I was like, well, I'll, I'll be older. I'll just get drunk. And she goes, they won't tattoo you if you're wasted. Yeah. They yeah, won't they, do it. They won't. Yeah. Um, well, first, though, I want to say that when they walk in the tattoo parlor, Kurt's like, oh, do you think Blaine will mind? And like Rachel's like, I'm be obsessed with Adam Levine. Yeah, like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Blaine will love it. Blaine's t- so Adam Levine and Tom Hardy, those are Blaine's. Blaine's and type. George Clooney. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that Blaine. all makes sense. That's of course. Yeah. Hmm. It's adorable. They're all very attractive. <laughs> So yeah, they go to this tattoo parlor. It doesn't even look, I mean, it's not even, it looks like a tattoo parlor. It doesn't, 
And the guy looks love- like. There's a lot of them in New York now. There didn't used to be. It was illegal until not very long ago because of hepatitis C. Um, So there were no, you couldn't have tattoos for a really long time. But when they legaled it up, like literally one opened everywhere. Because people always thought it was because of sharing needles and the AIDS crisis and things like that. But tattoos were actually illegal in New York long before that. I had no idea. I did not know that. It was a hepatitis. I didn't know hepatitis related. Oh, wow. I didn't even know you could make tattoos illegal. Yeah, you can't hear. <laughs> I mean, you could. And you, and you could still get them, but you had to know who to go to. And you had to, like, mm-hmm. I have friends who got them when they were illegal. It was a long process. Uh, I just think it's funny at how, Fascinating. Like, maybe it's just because I'm older, but, you know, maybe even younger, this is, like, such a scandalous thing. They, like, have a drink of alcohol and go get a tattoo. And now I'm like, oh, this is cute. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have well, friends, you know, technically, in high not- school. Yeah, they're, they're, Rachel, uh, just keep in mind it's the same kid that thought the most badass thing you can do in high school is sing a twenty-year-old MC Hammer song in the library. In the library, mm-hmm. kids in the are library. so cute, aren't they? Shutting it down. <laughs> right. I look at what my kids think is rebellious, and they're like, "Yeah, no, yeah, no." <laughs> um. So yeah, the next morning they wake up, and um. Let's take a second and talk about the fact that we finally got Chris Cole for shirtless on this show because Woo-hoo! it was time. <laughs> they needed to do it. So time. <laughs> but also, oh, the first words man. out of his mouth were, I didn't want a tramp stamp. So what would he have gotten if he had gotten a tramp stamp? <laughs> and why was he considering that? Remember what that episode of How I Met Your Mother where, where Ted got the tramp stamp? I just watched that recently, and that was one of the funniest episodes. Probably about your mother. Oh my god! I've Obviously, he would have. I don't remember that episode. Obviously, I do. Because I got a butterfly. Duh. You think? A butterfly tramp stamp. Obviously. Oh man. Well, I mean, like, was he thinking that he was going to say it gets better, like on the tramp stamp? Because that would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's so wrong. I love it. <laughs> it's so wrong. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's bad enough it's like on your back. I mean. Uh, well, it I'm gives sorry. Blaine something to look at. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's why. Well, what would Blaine have liked? I don't know. I don't know. Blaine's probably still stares at the A tattoo mermaid? Anyway. <laughs> A mermaid. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a tattoo. Anyway. Sorry, I don't know. but I need to know. Yeah. I need I need that story too. So if somebody wants to, okay, that, you guys yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Come on, it's been a while. Since I want that, done. and I want the poltergeist. You know, so that's <laughs> it's been out of this. <laughs> a while since we've done some pick pick prompts on this on this uh, podcast. <laughs> so let's get there. Come on, writers, where are you? Um, <laughs> the point of the scene, I guess, is not actually shirtless Kurt, but um, the fact that the- it's not. Because uh, I don't remember anything else that happened. Because I remember the reactions when it happened, and I was like, I mean, he's not my, not not the aesthetic I'm going for. He's a little skinny for me, but a little skinny for me. But I for can me, tell uh, you, yeah. that's the only thing fandom took that's, away from this episode was that oh my God, hell alabaster skin. Uh, well, because we never. I remember. Okay, back when. This was when Darren was on the show, at least, but a a long time ago. I saw this um, thing that was hilarious where it had all of the Glee guys. like I know exactly what you're talking about. It had that picture of Chris Chris on the beach where he's under the umbrella. Yes. Oh, my God. And it was so funny. So I'm like, (laughs) 
I haven't seen that in forever, but you yeah, need to find like, that one circulated again. It was after season three where we got played in the shower. So yeah. we had like all the right. guys ugly shirtless except for except for Chris. Oh my god. But, uh, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> but um Okay. So but yeah, okay, it, so it botch gets tattoo. Botch botch tattoo. It's it's get better. It gets better. <laughs> it's get better. It's get better. <laughs> I can't even say it wrong. <laughs> no, you can't say it. It's get better. It's get better. Yeah. How do you even mess that up, Kurt? Come on. You weren't that <laughs> I drunk. <laughs> I love that. Oh, yeah, that's right. In the At the beginning, he's like, oh, like one shot, and I'm like hungover. I'm like, it's no, like, you're dude, not. No. <laughs> you were eating way too much dairy for that to get yeah. hungover. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's the other thing. Talking about time. I think that this New York art part takes place over one day whereas the rest of it takes place over a week this happens like within 24 hours i swear uh, yeah, oh, yeah i think that's true definitely yeah they had to cram it in there but um i do think it's funny that rachel was like i don't know if i can ever get a tattoo when lee michelle has like 20 tattoos yeah no, just, like, everywhere. <laughs> and so yeah you can be a performer and have like a million tattoos it's really not that so, big of a deal it's funny when my, when my friend it. would when the first time I saw Glee on Blu-ray, so I had like my shitty TV, I was watching it on, you know, with my DVR or whatever, and my friend had the Blu-rays, and we were watching it on his big, beautiful like right. TV, and that's when I noticed watching it there, I could tell the makeup over. We were watching like an episode from like season one or two, and in all that beautiful HD glory, I noticed the makeup over Chris's acne. And the makeup covering Jenna, yeah. Amber, and Leah's tattoos. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got tattoos. They're just obvious. paint over them. I mean, on yeah, every show. Super obvious in HD. And I, I was like, wait a minute. They... Amber has tattoos? Yeah. But by the end, she wasn't even covering them. them. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, at the end of it, they weren't even covering Amber's they weren't even tattoos doing anymore. It. Yeah. By the yeah. end, they, they weren't. This is like a season one or two episode we were right. watching. And I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so I love when Kurt storms out and he's like, I can't get back. Wait, my perfect, beautiful alabaster skin. Pearl alabaster skin. Yeah. Unmarred. Quite the flounce. It was good. It cracks me up. So, yeah, he, I'm guessing he gets dressed and marches right back over to the tattoo guy and goes into, a, you know, good speech about you know you can't do this to me and right. know, are you are you a charlatan is what he said a charlatan <laughs> and I love the tattoo guys oh, like, dude. Kurt. <laughs> I love like okay so the, the the guy says basically um you know I don't get into it with what everybody wants as a tattoo I don't like ask the stories and I kind of relate because a lot of times people will come into my store they'll buy a book and right. they'll feel really self-conscious about it and I'm like dude I, you know what I just like, I don't sold care. A, you know a karma suture guide guide to a 50 year old man I don't care like it doesn't matter it, yeah if you've never Worked retail, you don't quite understand the like the mind-numbing dullness with which all purchases are made. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, right now, I work with insurance, and I'm like, I I oh. don't care. Then I really, yeah, you you got a lot of not caring to go. Yeah, the people calling with their divorces and having to take their spouse off the policy, and then I have to listen to the whole divorce story. Usually, oh and this God. heartless cunt, this fucking bitch, and I need her off my policy, and you don't know she's a liar, and I'm just like. Oh Whatever, man. I don't care. I'm, I'm sh- 
sure you're just as much of a peach. Yeah. yeah. Just what's your policy number? So, tell me and leave me alone. But, you know, there's um, some wisdom with the tattoo guy. He, he's, yeah. He figures Kurt out. Yeah. I love that um, the guy, like, shows his demon tattoo and says that it was originally John Davidson. And I'm like, <laughs> that's such a deep cut. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I also want to think, who's, who's going to know who that is? And I'm like, Kurt watches enough Golden Girls. Yeah, and he game, probably, probably 70s game also shows. watches like the Game Show Network, and so he's probably had his John Davidson exposure. Yeah, so Kurt probably knows, but everybody like but nobody else probably no know. nobody. But I think it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so he's like, I love that the guy is like, you know, if you're gonna go nuts, go more nuts, go crazy nuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kurt's like, go nuts. What the Get the tramp stamp. Get the tongue piercing. <laughs> so, so Kurt, yeah. Kurt goes a little nuts for a second and gets his tattoo fixed. And he comes back and, um, yeah, which must be later that night. And I love that Rachel and Kurt are on the same diet now. Maybe that was another thing that they decided to do that night. Because, diet buddies? Yeah. Kurt was definitely not a diet buddy when he was eating all that ice cream. When he was eating the, mac- the microwave macaroni and cheese. I'm sorry, I'm never getting over it. <laughs> I read a fan fiction once where Blaine was very much like we're only eating like organic, very healthy stuff, and he was like away for some reason. And so Kurt and their kid was eating Easy Mac, and oh, Blaine sure. came home on them eating that and was like, "What are you guys eating? I told you guys not to. This is horrible. Why are you feeding our kid this?" And Kurt's like, "What? Easy Mac is amazing. <laughs> that would totally happen." <laughs> 100 percent absolutely you know i just read something in my notes that um just as an fyi um this entire go crazy speech um makes kurt's behavior and previously unaired christmas make a lot of sense actually so it's not the same timeline no i know but i was just trying to defend it a little bit even though it's like start is going to be running that one i won't even be on that one (laughs) i'll be i believe i volunteered for that two years ago Yes, it's going to be like seven people. It's going to be insane. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. Kurt's so. Christmas bondage. Anyway. Okay. All right. Um, Kurt gets he, his tattoo. Yep, and it says, it's got Bette Midler, which makes no sense, but it's totally him. Yeah. So, love it. Um, it and totally he has a, t- a tongue piercing. <laughs> which also totally okay. works for Blaine, <laughs> I'm does. sure. Well, that's true. Yeah. He would have been on that... You know, Lima to New York City pneumatic tube, like within an hour after the tongue piercing. Ooh, sleetiest. You- Can you say that again? You just cut out on my end. That's weird. I'm sorry. Blaine would have been in that Lima to New York pneumatic tube within an hour of discovering the tongue piercing. <laughs> Probably weekly. Weekly. Yeah. Hello, um, honey. I love that. I love that he's like at the end. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go play some Rune Five and. uh uh, see if I can get cyber lucky. Cyber lucky. <laughs> Which he totally because Blaine's been hopped up on that twerking all week. and Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Tina. I can't hang out this weekend. Kurt's got a tongue ring. <laughs> Later. New York. I will uh, see you guys on Monday. Yeah. And and the purpose, because, you know, there's, I guess, an underlining theme here, um, is that, yeah, that they're going through their grief and, um, Getting a tongue rig can shock you back into life. <laughs> sure. So I've watched a couple of people get them, and it definitely looks shocking. Uh, 
Um, yeah, I actually had a friend of mine in college have one, and he he was a performance major. He actually, you know, was a vocalist, and he had one for a couple of years, and then when he got really serious about vocal training, he took it out um, right. because it does kind of mess with, you know, diction. Um, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it gives them a little closure on that particular storyline in terms of how they're dealing with it, because you don't want, you can't ignore it. Obviously, right. but they have other right. they have other stuff to get through on the show itself, and you you can't drag right. it out all year because then that's also kind of abys you know abysmal for everyone. Right. So it it, it, it gives them some some closure, I think. Yeah, and we get it with um Rachel too. So yeah, I was gonna say I really I do actually really like the scene where she takes a minute and she <laughs> it reveals the fact that she has yeah. a thin tattoo, and I think yeah. that you know it's very sweet. And, and yeah. she doesn't so. want to share because yes. it's still still raw yep. you know yep, absolutely. Well, i really like the i like the placement of this yeah you know mm-hmm. we're we're a few episodes away from the quarterback oftentimes glee seems to rush through things you know where they really compress things and to have it happen at this point where we have grieved and we're showing that we're moving on but he's still very much important i thought yeah, it was great. really great timing yeah yep yeah yep and this plot line isn't something like Finn's death has repercussions throughout the rest of the series. It's not like sure. it's something that gets dropped, but it isn't something that they're going to be like, we're like, we're acknowledging this, but we're also going to move on with our storytelling as well. Right. So, awesome. And then the, the episode ends actually with, it's called On My Way or On mm-hmm. My, yeah, On yes, My Way. I love and, that song. And it's a great song. I love, I just love it. I think it's a great group song. Um my question is, how, many, how much time did they spend on that merry-go-round and who puked? <laughs> I don't think we're going like that Like, to fast. film it? Yeah. Like, to film it. They probably had to do it over and over and over. Who barked? Well, yeah, because they had solo shots for each of them, and they had... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's Because I would have barked uh-huh. so many times. Solid, that's a solid two days of shooting, I would think. Although, yeah, probably. I'm, they probably shoot 24 hours. I can't imagine uh-huh. the schedule they had to keep on that show. I don't even I, know. That's crazy. That's yeah. the only reason why we don't get audio commentary. You know, couldn't get like commentary and stuff on the DVDs because their schedule was. Too, like, yeah, there's no way they could have done it. They could have right. insanity. <laughs> I'm sure they yeah. were already loaded with overtime. Absolutely. So. Um, I do want to give a shout out to when Kurt's at the restaurant working and he's like, hey guys, check out he's my like, hey, tattoo. look at my tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> it cracks me up. But I like, I like Kurt comes out of his shell. Like, uh, you know, two years ago, Kurt probably wouldn't have done something like that. But. Um, yeah, so man, adulthood looks good on him, yeah. All right, so that's kind of the episode. I don't know if anybody else had anything else they wanted to add before I wrap it up. Yeah, I I like it. I like the episode. I know, you know, I do too. I think it's a great episode, but I enjoy it always. I always, I I like the fun. I like this whole stretch of, I, I like season five pretty much in general, so. Um, I think it gets a little boring between like frenemies and new directions, but for the most part, I think season five was a stellar season. But isn't yeah. oh no, that's true. It's okay. Just frenemies, the one where we get all the great Tina Sam, but that's a trio, right? Tina Sam yeah. and Blaine. That's trio. Yeah, yeah. that's I love trio. All those songs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. but yeah, so that's pretty much end of twerk um that kind of wraps up our episode and join us next week when we get to the billy joel moving out and thanks for listening everybody thanks guys
You make me feel so young. You make me feel like spring has sprung. Like the way he's speaking, his confidence is peaking. Don't lie.